1: Just go to cars.com. It's magical.
0: Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy, and we've got a great show coming up. It's just Tara and I, and we're talking the Blazer teen years and what has been going on around the league and with our beloved Blazers. But before we get started, we're going to do our icebreaker. Tara, you want to introduce this one since you came up with the geniusness?
1: I sure will. We're probably going to talk about this more later, but this is inspired by our uh, Knicks and their... Uh their to-do that they've had (laughs) going on with Spike Lee, but it got me thinking, uh, who should the Blazers' celebrity ambassador be?
0: Okay. So, I feel like I could have gone down the path of, like, celebrities, celebrities, but instead, I keep thinking, I feel like there'd be nothing more Portland and more Rip City than an old Blazer just being our celebrity. And so I think, what if Rasheed Wallace just sat courtside for every game and was our hype man? I mean, maybe occasionally he might be asked to stop yelling at an official or two, and I think it would be amazing. And so I think we should, in true Portland fashion, get a little crazy with it. I nominate Rasheed Wallace and Detroit, fight me. Um, <laughs> You heard it here first.
1: Okay, so I absolutely love the idea of a former trailblazer being the celebrity ambassador. I like like did not even cross my mind, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I was afraid you were going to say Bill Walton, who God bless him, won the helped win the Blazers a championship. But as we all well know, he has many other active interests. And uh, he's probably much too busy, let's just say that, uh, to be the Blazers celebrity ambassador. Oh, my God. I love that idea, though. I wonder. I mean, he wouldn't. I'm afraid that he might not be that into. Rashid might not come back because I understand that he is very involved in coaching right now. But you know what? Maybe it's just because he just hasn't been offered the
0: chance. Yeah. Or down the road. I'm open. So whenever this needs to happen, even if Rashid Wallace is 80 years old on the sidelines screaming, I want that to happen.
1: Okay, I love it. Wow, you've like totally derailed me because that is such a genius idea <laughs> to have a, a former blazer. But I'll go with what my, uh, my original thought was. And I tweeted about this the other day because I just thought it was so hilarious that – um Somebody had said something about, I think it was a, one of the Russell Westbrook, Damien Lillard comparisons. And mm-hmm. Katie Lang just jumps in someone's yeah. mentions and just defends Damian Lillard. And I, so first of all, I love Katie Lang, the musician. She's like got one of the most gorgeous voices. I love all her albums. They remind me of college. I used to like sit there in a dark room and listen to all her very soulful albums like Shadowland, which was so gorgeous. And the fact that she's now become this massive Trailblazer fan and will defend my favorite porn guard in the entire world, I just – I love it so much. So I think it would also just be very Portland to have Katie Lang, a Canadian, mm-hmm. be our um, – <laughs> the, the, the local celebrity. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> our listeners probably have some other – also really good ideas and they should totally email us at, at com, or tweet at us to tell us what their ideas are for Portland celebrity ambassadors
0: yeah I mean we already have so many too they're just not there all the time no so.
1: no we need somebody that has like is in a, yeah. s- a special free time all the time yeah now I'm like I'm I'm kind of distracted because I'm thinking about who would my former blazer that I would want to come back and sadly, you know who would have been awesome and he was an ambassador was Jerome, you know he's unfortunately not available and he would have been just so great in that role. I can see him standing up and going and talking over to the <laughs> talking to the rest. Oh yeah, because would have been be amazing, willing to like defend the team. And and that's why I like oh, Katie. Lang. She was just ready to just jump into the mentions and just be like no 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 no. Go
0: for it. <laughs> Yes.
1: Right on. <laughs> well, let's move on. So, Cassidy, I am leaving tomorrow morning on a jet plane to go to Phoenix. I'm going to go see the Blazers play in Phoenix on Friday. I'm so excited.
0: I am so excited for you. I
1: know. We've got some a uh, couple of women from the Women's Hoops and Talks group. Mr. Team Mom is also coming along. And I cannot wait to get into the sunshine. Although today has been quite nice. So, but... It's It was like 85 in Phoenix, so I'm super looking forward to that. So I will give you a report from the road. But we are recording this on Wednesday night, so we are before Damian Lillard's first game back. When it comes to the Blazers and how they have been playing lately, they still are not that far out of the playoff
0: race. No. You got any thought? I mean, it's doable. Mm-hmm. I believe. I think we can be that seed. I think we can be that eighth seed. Well,
1: the thing is, is that all the people that they're in competition with are helping them. Like, you yeah. know? I mean, sadly, my second favorite team, the Grizzlies, have now been plagued by injuries. So they are not mm-hmm. playing as well as they were. But the Pelicans lost. The There's just – it's that time of year where just crazy things happen and it's just mm-hmm. like, who did what? Like – Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not in the race with Denver, but Golden State just came and just pounded Denver. Uh, Yeah, Minnesota beat the Pelicans. Yeah, it's just it's it's all over the board. So, yeah, where where are you in terms of like, how much does it matter to you whether or not they make the playoffs? Does it matter a lot? A lot.
0: Okay. a lot. It means more basketball. It means I mean, playoff atmosphere. Basketball is so fun and I watch all of the playoffs, as much of it as I possibly can, no matter what team it is. But it's just so fun to root for someone. And honestly, I would never count Damian Lillard out of a playoff series, ever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what seed we are. I'm never going to count him out because we've seen what he can do. And I wholeheartedly believe in him. So I believe in his leadership. I believe that it can happen. I believe in the fairy tale ending. <laughs> I know. I- and also, I kind of want to be a villain. Like, I would love to beat a number one seed. Make us the villain.
1: There's been so many villains.
0: <laughs> I want a chance.
1: Yes, beating the number yeah. one seed would be quite awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how you think, because I guess I sort of assumed that Nurkic would be back. By now, or or back soon, and where it's really unclear where they are in that. Like, what if the Blazers headed in as the eighth seed with no Nurkic, as long as as well as no Collins, you know, if they got nobody back and it was just the team as it is? Do you think that they would still learn enough that it would be worth it, or how?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think at this point you're not getting the number one pick next year. So go for it, like truly go for it. You've got all these young players that could be so inspired by that chance. And if you can get a team that has been. So, so impacted by the young players because we haven't had anybody all season, I think what what a great confidence booster for some of those guys to be like, yeah, like or maybe we even do have Nurkic back, but we got us here and like how powerful is that so yes how do you feel about it so i
1: i loved what joe said when she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and she was like just play the young guys in the Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, against the number one seed and just see what happens. I I once read a study that talked about what was – it was trying to look at what was more valuable for player development. Was it um, having vets on the team or was it playoff experience? And in the study that they did, it was actual playoff experience no matter who you were around that made the biggest Mm -hmm. impact on the way they were measuring, you know, success year over year. For the young guys. But yeah, I, I love the I I love the idea of those guys going in and uh, you know, they don't have anything to lose, right? And no. you know, like Gary Trent, he doesn't have anything. Although I mean, we pretty much have the two thousand eighteen Summer League Championship roster right now. I mean, they don't have Jake, but they got Caleb back. They got Caleb and Gary Trent and Anthony Simon. So they are experienced when it does come to yeah. deep championship runs. Of a sort. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, they came home with the trophy.
1: (laughs) They did. That's one of my, that's actually one of my favorite Blazer memories of the last several years is just the fact that they went and won that championship series. And I know it's not worth anything, but it is. It's worth something.
0: It is worth something. It's worth something.
1: (laughs) Anyway, we shall see, you know. I'm Mm -hmm. like you, Damian Lillard is never out. So we'll see what happens tonight. When he comes back, we'll see how the next few weeks unfold. So uh, Mario Hazonia has had a little bit more run recently and in Orlando against his former team. He had a really nice game. He also had, I can't remember if it was Boston or Indiana where he had a pretty impactful game, but. He's been, you know, making some um, making some difference when he gets time mm-hmm. on the floor these days and he even got himself so worked up that he got a fine. <laughs> from,
0: I loved it. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me what you thought. Okay. So I think I think that grabbing of the hand avoided CJ being ejected from that game. Cuz it was so close. Like, I think it had a ref heard, like, two more sentences from CJ. It was going to be like, get out of here. Um, I know that they say the C- T the was on CJ. That's that's not true. That, that No, that's not what happened. They had to go say that later because Mario Hazonia otherwise
1: mm-hmm. was playing with
0: two technicals. Yeah. So, just, it was such a bonkers, like, series, like, part of that game. But in reality, like... I think he showed what a good teammate he is in that moment to be like, no, I got this. Like, I will take a hit if it means that CJ, who's clearly on fire in this game, needs to be on this court. I got you. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminds me of the kind of things that like Nurk has a tendency to do with players, like the way he kind of guides them. And so I liked it. I was like, yeah. I was
1: not mad at it at all. I was super happy to, A, obviously, see Mario having an impactful game. And looking like he was having fun. Because this this hasn't looked like it's been very fun for him. And so that got him a little riled up. But the whole thing, I just love the whole thing. And, like, I... After after so after Mario touched CJ and then the ref went after Mario and then Trevor Ariza swept in to like get CJ Mm -hmm. out of there. I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but as I was watching it, I was thinking like because the way Trevor like had his (laughs) arms around um cj and cj was kind of like rocking back and forth and so trevor was rocking back and forth with him to like try to like block him from going off it looked like they were at like a seventh grade dance and it was (laughs) so cute and just the whole like sometimes when guys have something to overcome and something to like you know be in Mm -hmm. together i just i enjoy that and i i made a gift of that part of the game because it just it cracked me up so hard because it I just in the back of my mind I was hearing goodbye Ruby Tuesday you know in the basement (laughs) of Chapman you know listening to it and like the kind of slow dancing where you like don't ever actually touch each other but you're just kind of like rocking back and forth that's what it looked like to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so good
0: on Mario Um, yeah and Ariza yes Um, good moment Good good team win there. I mean, I know it had been rough. It's a rough road trip, but it was a good team win. It was a good good to come home on a win. Always.
1: It's surprising to me how much despite the losses mounting up how it's still fun to watch. Like, yeah. I mean, some games I will admit yeah, <laughs> some games are rough. Yeah, uh, they're rough, and a lot of it depends on you know if it's the starters in there trying to like drag it out and come from behind when they're fifteen down and they get it to ten. If it's the young guys in there fifteen down and they get it to ten, you know I I'm loving Wenyin diving <laughs> on the floor. Biggie will dive on the no. floor for anything. I mean that dude is so <laughs> tough. He's got pe- bodies flying on top of him. I, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun.
0: <laughs> Do you think we've learned anything significant while Damien has been out? I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot to be learned, but I think we were reminded about CJ again. Cause I think a lot of the time we game leads so well and everything happens. And then I think sometimes it takes something to get CJ like like back in the limelight. I think CJ always contributes a lot to the game, but I think there are times where we see CJ more in that superstar. Esque role. And I don't know. I think it could could help ignite the team overall. Because once when they're both on fire, it's hard to stop them. Like, they're an amazing combo. And so I feel like we see CJ have this kind of, like, upturn. And then we're going to get Dame back. And then hopefully Dame will be healthy. And then it'll... It'll just feel great. (laughs) I think it was really nice to
1: have CJ carry so much weight for a while because it kind of got him to work Mm -hmm. out some of the shooting struggles that had been earlier. He was a little bit streaky having on on nights, off nights and just having to be like up to his eyeballs in it every night. You know, he had to be on and it seems like he's kind of gotten into a rhythm still mm-hmm. so fun to watch the, you know, different moves that he can do on the court, the way that he can create for himself. Uh The Blazers have, as we all well know, are 30th in the league in assists, and they've not moved up at all <laughs> while CJ's been handling the ball, but they haven't really – gone down significantly in terms of the number of assists that they get like with cj they were averaging 19.8 and with dame leading the charge they've been averaging 20 so it wasn't like the assist rate just like totally tanked um that's just not how the blazers are built so that was nice to see their rebounding has gone down pretty significantly they went from 10th in the league with Damian Lillard to 17th in the league, which I thought was very curious because it's not like Dame gets a ton of rebounds. So my thought on that is I was thinking that they're getting uh, fewer rebounds because I think Hassan, I haven't looked to see who's getting fewer rebounds, but I think everybody else is kind of on alert trying to figure out how to create offense without Damian. So maybe they're not, Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting thing. But yeah, so CJ...
0: That is really interesting.
1: CJ without Dame has gone from averaging 22.5 points to 33.3 points per game. That's a huge jump. That's a huge jump. Yeah, from 19.6 field goal attempts to 25.5. So he's getting like six more attempts per game. God, his arms must be so Mm -hmm. tired. Um, And he's (laughs) gone from 4.2 assists up to 8.3. So I think... I think what it's, what it means is that once we get the whole gang back together, I think that, you know, I mean, the teams already were realizing that Dame and CJ were shooting threats, but maybe they're even a little bit more. Um, worried about that now because they've seen that CJ yeah. can and CJ has now you know mm-hmm. got a couple of weeks full you know full of passing the ball around. I don't know. Um, yeah, Gary is the other person. Obviously, my uh, super I'm Gary super fan now that Scal is gone and Gary has come on. He's got a step yeah. back three. Like, (laughs) I mean, he's got all these things that he can do, and he just looks solid. He looks like a seasoned vet. It's awesome. I'm worried that he doesn't have a nickname that I know of. Do you have any ideas for a Gary Trent Jr. nickname?
0: I mean, I just always refer to him as my fashion icon and king of the, which is the hand gesture he always does, and then I do the hand gesture. Um, Yeah. Somebody. We need a Gary Trent Jr. nickname. I know. I, Get on it, world. The, <laughs> I think it was somebody from Peeps and
1: Plaid, I think, uh, tweeted uh, Trent NATO, which I thought was nice. I thought that worked well, especially, you know, on, in a spin move situation. But I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, another thing we need our listeners to do is tweet us and email us at Hoops and talks at gmail.com with your Gary Trent Jr. Mm-hmm. nickname suggestions. So I hope to have a lot of suggestions that we can vet next week. Awesome. Well. Do you want to do listener mail? Go for it. Okay. So. We do have some listener mail this week. So excited. This is from Sam. Sam is a regular writer, and it's so great to hear what Sam is thinking about. So here's the latest. I have been watching the Blazers lately without Dame. Everybody is always like, trade CJ, trade CJ, trade CJ. Why don't the Blazers move CJ to the bench and Gary to his spot? Then Dame plays with more of a two, and CJ plays with Ant. I think that would help because seeing CJ without Dame for this stretch has shown me how great he is. Also, y'all answered my questions and concerns about Hassan. I got to admit I was wrong. I'm totally changed and dig Hassan. I don't think it's fair that he gets ripped all the time for the struggles of this season. Okay, so how do you want to – where do you want to start? So we start with trading CJ and uh, moving him to the bench.
0: What do you think? Ah. I don't think we can move CJ to the bench, but I don't see a problem with really keeping that on-off rotation once the initial kind of starters have gone off and then you kind of go on under a rotation where they do switch off with each other because I think we have seen CJ really go for it. So I think moving people from the starting lineup is a a tricky, tricky world uh, with a lot of psychology behind it, I feel like, and... I just think maybe not not quite. Yeah, I don't think we're quite at that egoless world that we'd like to be that would allow that to happen. Um, Yeah, but
1: I I agree with that. And I think that I mean, I think CJ is still better than Gary. I think we've seen that Gary (laughs) has a higher ceiling maybe than we thought that he did. And I don't know (laughs) if that I don't necessarily know that that CJ is or that ceiling is higher than CJ's but i do think that um currently his floor is um higher than we thought it was as well oh, but yeah. i don't think that um i think we might as well get gary and anthony anthony time together you know you might as well mm-hmm. play the two of them alongside each other but like you said the way that they do the rotation with the point guard i think this just solidifies that you know that is probably the best use of those players right now, the way the team is constructed, yeah, second yeah. half about Hassan. well, I'm glad to hear
0: that uh Sam has yeah. come around to enjoying Hassan. I'm I, not sure if I'm a hundred percent there, but i'm 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 either like a hundred twenty five percent there or I'm like, what is going on? And I just don't think I have like an in between. I'm just either like obsessed or I'm just like, okay, maybe this just wasn't his game.
1: Yeah. I think that
0: adjusting to
1: being without Damien was tough, but I think that they've gotten better. Um, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. it took a while for Damien and Hassan to get that pick and roll timed out. And then suddenly CJ's in there doing the pick and roll with him. And, you know, CJ's not as much of a pick and roller as Dame is. And so they got to figure out other ways to use Hassan. So, uh-huh. I think it was uh, a bit of an adjustment, and I think he'll probably be more careful once, or not careful, I'm sorry, more comfortable once Damian comes yeah. back. But again, insofar as the whole point of Hassan Whiteside this year was to fill in for Nurkic, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's done an absolutely yeah. fine job, and he's also been entertaining and funny and, you know, kept us, mm-hmm. um, you know, kept us funny again. <laughs> or kept us kept us laughing in times yeah. when things were getting rough.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think it was a it's is an important thing.
1: Let's see. Let's go to let's go to the head and go to the jump to the draft. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay.
0: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy. Here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down We break down who will be cutting
1: Cut
0: Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Should we do okay. that?
1: Yeah. So yeah. last week we did the 2000s decade draft. And this week, because coming up very soon, is the all-teens decade night that's a weird thing to say. Uh, we decided that we would go ahead and roll right into drafting our team or choosing our team for the 2010 to 2020 decade. But this time we decided that we are going to draft. So we can't mm-hmm. have the same people on our team. So we are looking at Portland Trailblazers, who played between 2010 and this season, and we agree that they needed to play at least one whole season. They couldn't, like, just, you know, have started in 2009 and ended in 10. so they had to be with the whole season with the Blazers. So how do you want to do this draft? Do you want to do just take turns one after the other? Should we do a snake draft? There's only two of us, so how do you want to do it?
0: I say... I say take turns and and uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay.
1: Right? You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Sure. All right. Ready?
0: Okay. You count us. Okay. Rock, paper, sw- wait, wait, one, <laughs> two,
1: three, go or one, two, three? Um, let's do one, two, three, and then do our thing. One, two, three, go. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Oh, okay. I'm papers, you're scissors. You got to go first. All right. Okay, I'm gonna try to write these down.
0: With, okay, go perfect. ahead Perfect. with the with the first pick in the uh, teens Blazers draft. I would like to select Damian Lillard. Uh, okay.
1: I mean, obviously, that would have been mine, too. All right. Well, then with my first pick of the teen draft, I'm gonna go with Brandon Roy. Okay. Are you yeah. fair are, enough? Are fair we, enough. Are we drafting like one of each position plus a player at large, or are you just going to take yeah. your top favorites? Oh, I still haven't decided. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's try. Let's go with one. Let's go with like drafting for positions. Mm, plus positions. A, I'm with the okay. Plus yeah. a um a bench player. Okay. So with the second pick, who's your second pick?
0: oh okay with the second pick oh wow I didn't think this would be so hard um with the second pick I am going to select Wesley Matthews
1: okay you're putting in Wesley Matthews are you putting him in at the two yeah I if if he was still on the board I was gonna take him but I was gonna slide him in as the three because he's actually been Ooh. playing the 3 since he left Portland more than he's been mm-hmm. playing the 2 like according to bla- basketball preference. Okay. Yeah. So, you've got Damian Lillard and Wesley Matthews with the my second pick. Oof. I am going to take La- Marcus Aldridge.
0: Yeah, that was the debate in my mind. Okay. Sure.
1: So, Aldridge is off the board. Who's your third?
0: Uh, my third pick is going to have to be. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Yusuf Nurkic. No! Oh. That was gonna be mine. Next.
1: <laughs> okay. I might have to slide into No, I'm not sliding into sentimental favorites. I'm go-I'm still trying to build the best team here. I mean. Okay. you me knew. So, it. Okay, I took Brandon Roy as my number two, and okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go in honor of his excellent performance the last couple of weeks. I'm going to just get wild and choose CJ and put him in as my point guard. Is that legal? Are you going to
0: let me do that? Yeah, I
1: am. Because I want him on my team.
0: Yeah, I mean... That makes total sense. CJ and Brandon next to each other. That'd be really fun that to watch. That would be
1: really fun. Um, okay. With
0: the fourth pick. Fourth pick
1: of the two thousand Seventh pick.
0: Oh, yeah. Because of my seventh pick. Or, yeah. Numbers. Seventh pick. Um, ooh, this is so hard.
1: I, don't really I had
0: so many plans, and then they went out the window. Um. <laughs> I know. I thought
1: this was going to be, like, super easy and, like, oh, that was boring. Mm. It's that three position, like, the, at this. it's the small forward that <laughs> makes it Oh, my
0: goodness. All right, clock is ticking. I'm going to pick, on the clock, uh, seventh pick in the teens draft, Nicholas Batum. Oh. Okay. So –
1: I don't know who that leaves at the three. So I'm going to go ahead and take my center at Ed Davis. <sighs> oh, wait. Oh, shoot. Can I change my mind? Yeah. Not that I don't love Ed Davis, but this is not. Mm-hmm. That's my sentimental team pick. I think my. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm going to go with Ed Davis. I'm just. I, yeah. Oh, my God. This I is almost really went with hard. Ed Davis
0: like forever ago.
1: I think um, There's one player that might. I think, be better at him than that, the who's on the board still, but I don't know. Okay, you go. Now I got to go find a number three. I mean, you got power forward left. That's the easiest one. I've got, like, five power forwards that I love. I oh, know. That's my sentimental draft.
0: <laughs> I know. That's the hard part. Um, oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to go with... Power forwards. I'm going to go with... I pick Marcus Camby as a power... Yeah. I'm going to go with Marcus Camby for the hell of it. All right. So... I don't know why, but I did. My next
1: pick, I can either pick my small forward or my at-large position. I guess with my small forward... Did... did, um, i guess i'll I guess I'll choose harkless I mean, I'm sorry, I'll choose Harkless because he's gonna come play on this team, and he's gonna be amazing
0: yeah i want I mean I just want him for the pure headband factor, so that we i mean a team that headbands together wins together,
1: <laughs> so we both have a at large position, and then I'll read the teams and we'll decide who would win
0: wait. Do you want so to we, each have, we each have five, right? right? Yeah.
1: Okay. You have Damian Lillard, Wesley Matthews, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Camby, and Yusuf Oh, and, and Nurk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Who's your final pick?
0: Who's the wild card? Oh, man. Okay. We've gone to a sentimental. For the entertainment factor alone. I'm going to select Evan Turner. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> also, Evan Turner is apparently in Portland working out. Evan Turner, I believe we still have a spot on the team. <laughs> Why is no one calling you?
1: I think, okay, so I'm also going totally sentimental with my final pick. Somebody who <laughs> I miss tremendously every single day, and that is Alfaruk Farouk Will is my sixth man.
0: I was going to be so sad if he was... But still on the board.
1: I know. I just, somebody was tweeting pictures of him the other day and I was like, you're killing me. I mean, I get it. And I'm like, super, like, I understand why he's not here, but I just really enjoyed having him on the team. Okay. So your mm-hmm. team, again, Damian Lillard, Wesley Matthews, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Camby, Yusuf Nurkic, and Evan Turner against my team, CJ, Brandon Roy. There's a duo for you. Maurice Harkless, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge, Ed Davis, and Al Aminu. I'm sorry. I think my team would win. I don't know. I just think CJ and Brandon Roy together would be super interesting. Super interesting. Harkless could just run cuts back and forth all the time and <laughs> dunk. And LaMarcus is, he's just, he's just so solid and he would provide a lot of offense so that ed davis could do a lot of defense and then chief would just come in for you know to create chaos
0: just much needed in an nba game yes <laughs> yeah. i feel like my team might actually not be bad at passing so yeah maybe we'd be a really good assisting blazers team <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe they should give us a call call us
1: up blazers yeah yeah <laughs> Right. i'll help you draft well that'll do it for our teen years draft this time we got in before the fan vote so it'll be interesting to see if um what the fans mm-hmm. come up with this was there's was a lot of fun players it's hard to pick from yeah doing it draft style is way harder than
0: just saying these are my five favorite players yeah it's also i think this is a hard decade to pick because you have like almost two deck like it almost feels like it's two decades worth of blazers yeah because you have that like weird switch where we kind of turned over the team so you have like almost two full blazer teams to choose from versus kind of having one leader throughout the decade
1: yeah yeah it felt like there were a lot of choices like for my center my other center was going to be robin lopez if i didn't get ed davis oh, yeah. and that's like you know he's from like a like I mean, it's like that time just seems so long ago, but again, Lopez and Aldridge together and Lopez was like, um, uh, he's playing so well this year that, you know, I don't know. So he, I, that's where I was like, uh, Ed, Robin, I don't know. Maybe I should have taken Robin Lopez, but I ended up with Ed Davis and Alfa Ricomino on my team. So there's certainly nothing to complain about.
0: No, not at all. All right. You want to take us around the league? Yeah, so around the league, we've got a lot of random things going on. We've got a few things that I just found fascinating, including the Knicks just can't seem to do the right thing. Spike Lee versus James Dolan. What is happening? What is even happening? Okay, so
1: I have the perfect solution for them, and I don't know why they haven't thought about it. And that is they should just hire Spike Lee so he can come in through whatever door he wants. And just pay him like a dollar a year to be their like celebrity um, ambassador like pay the man like it's the the answer so easy yeah. I don't know why oh wait it's the Knicks
0: huh. <laughs> honestly just make Spike Lee the owner of the team at this point like just he deserved, just hand it over just stolen cool. do the right thing and sell the team
1: I have to say the more things play out the more <sighs> I respect Knicks fans because my God, yeah. what they have been through is, like, if you're still around, mm-hmm. like, that is more stick-to-itiveness than I could ever imagine in my entire life. I don't think I could have lasted that long. I mean, they're uh. kind of amazing. And, like, I I'm kind of think that's who I'd want backing me up. I mean, obviously, Blazer fans are number one. But, boy, mm-hmm. if, if I needed well, loyalty, hey. the people who are still sticking with the Knicks at this point are amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely! Like applause to those fans. Um,
1: they hate themselves so much. I mean, they just—I don't <laughs> know what.
0: I don't know what self-deprecating fandom. I—I I just it for them. Um, I hope it gets better for you Knicks fans because you deserve it. Um, so, my ne- the next headline around the league is just Karis Coleman Levert. End of headline. That's it. 51 points, one steal, five assists, four rebounds, and 35-ish minutes. That It was an incredible performance to watch. It was so much fun. And the whole time I was like, wait, did he just do that? Wait, what is he doing now? What's going on? Like, it was so good. So,
1: was it. Did you watch that game? I did not watch the game. I was watching the I was watching it play out though mm-hmm. <laughs> on Twitter and I was like, that can't be right. Thirty seven points yeah. in a quarter and overtime. Like that can't that can't possibly be yeah. right. And I and I saw a lot of tweets were that were just exactly what you just said there. It was just Karis freaking livert <laughs> Like, yeah. wow, he really went off.
0: Yeah, just a really it was it was really fun to watch.
1: There's such a up and down team this year. The Nets are. It's really fascinating. I think it's going to
0: be really fascinating next year. Mm-hmm. Like, right. What happens when when I you know. have Katie and you have Kyrie like healthy? I don't know. I
1: I have no idea what's going to happen. How that's going to work? I mean, a wild world.
0: So our neighbors in the to to the south of us, uh, we've got Steph returns from the G League. Yeah, that um, former MVP is coming back from some G League minutes. And I'm kind of wondering, how do you feel about stars going down and playing a few minutes in the G League to kind of get themselves back after an injury? Do you know if he
1: actually played or did he just work out with them?
0: I think he may have just worked out with them. But either way, I think they definitely scrimmaged. I read a quote about the coach saying, if I can yell at Steph Curry, then I can yell at anyone.
1: That's right. There was there was definitely a scrimmage. You know what? I think that I think it's great. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody's too. I mean, none of these guys. I think should be. You know, I, I guess last season Chandler Parsons declined to go play with the G League team. Mm-hmm. He, said that I do not want to go down and do that. But otherwise, I've never heard anybody else say that they didn't want to do that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if, you know, you need to get run in, but your team is doing something else, and it gives you a chance to, like, you don't get like a totally real game situation, but you get to get out there and run hard. And, you know, I'm all for it, and I think the league's going to be a better place when Steph is back playing. I'm excited to see him back on the court.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely agree. I think... Getting that chance to, it can lessen injuries Mm -hmm. in reality. Like if you're watching these players having to go a little bit more full force, maybe we can see less injuries if we're getting more players willing to do that. So I'm all for it. Right on. As well. Well, we had a lot to say and I didn't think we did.
1: (laughs) No, but we got to get wrapping this up because we got a Blazer game to watch in a few minutes. So before we go, do you want to tell people where they can find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me at Cassidy Gamut on Twitter. You can follow the Blazers Edge Twitter at Blazers Edge. You can follow the What Podcast at Hoops and Talks. And you can subscribe to get us on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts with the Blazers Edge podcast. And you can find me
1: at TCB Biggs. You can also send us your emails, hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. Let's see. We want to know who you think should be Portland's celebrity ambassador. And there was one other thing, but I can't remember what it is anymore. That we were- Who are you drafting? Oh, yeah. Who are you drafting for your 2000 teens team? Write us an email. Tweet at us. Let us know. We love hearing from you. For Cassidy, this is Tara. We will check you next time.